Welcome to the Unpodcast. It's about you. This is your host, Caitlin DeVere. I'm a life coach, speaker, psychology lecturer, and a mum of two littles. And I'm here to inspire you with self-management tips, secrets, interviews, and tricks around loving yourself, loving your life, yep, even the mums, and ultimately to motivate you to want to wake up every morning and live your beautiful life. Over to today's episode. Cool, Linz, thank you so, so much for joining me on the Unpodcast today. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really lucky to be here. No, oh, thank you. It's it's so cool to find someone that does like, it's like similar work to what I do, but at the same time, so different and I find it so insightful. So I'm like super excited to be talking to you. <laughs> um, Thanks, Kate. Oh, do you want to start just by telling um, telling all of us a bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I have been studying sort of people my entire life. I've been um, so, so interested in what makes people work, what makes people tick. Um, And so that led me into studying industrial psychology at UCT. I did my honours there last year and I'm hoping to do my master's in industrial psychology next year, holding thumbs. Um, And I sort of found the Enneagram, and this is sort of part of my story because it plays such a big role in my life, Um, I got given it as a 21st birthday present and I was very like, okay, yeah, this is nice, it's it's quite insightful and then I put it on my top shelf and didn't look at it for a couple of of years. And then my mum actually got into the Enneagram and um, I, I could just see the amazing insight that it gave her into her relationships with us, into, um, you know, uh, as a mum and um, as relationships with my dad and friends and that kind of thing. And I was actually like, this is incredible. I have to try and be part of this. And so that's what got me into, you know, my interest in the Enneagram. And I did the level one accreditation through Integrative Enneagram, who I now work for. And um, yeah, it's literally just been a, <laughs> a happy ride since then. Cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that you say you've always studied people. I feel like that's so my journey too. Like I've studied me and I've tried to understand <laughs> people. <laughs> um, tell us a bit about, about this organization, about the Enneagram. Cool. So the Enneagram is, it sounds some, like something very mythical and out there. Um, and it, of course, it has been around for, what, centuries. You know, the idea of the Enneagram, the idea of nine different people, personalities in the world. We, um, at, and that's why you'll find so many diverse sort of uses of it all around the world. I mean, it's huge in America and we are the, the one company in South Africa that's really sort of picked up on it. So um, I work for Integrative Enneagram Solutions, which is a um, Cape Town-based company. Um, and we're basically a product house which gives solution, solutions to um, coaches and clients throughout the world um, globally. And so some of our clients are like um, organizational development practitioners, of course, coaches like yourself in the executive wellness and um, life coaching space. And we use a lot of these products based on um, uh, the, the Enneagram, of course, and, and our typing test, which I'm sure we'll talk about a, quite a lot today, which is the, the test that um, sort of finds out what Enneagram type you resonate with most. Mm. So, yeah, that's the, the basic thing of our company. Mm. 
That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited for everyone to hear properly how this whole thing works because, yeah, I think I've said it to you before, um, but for me, personality tests are, in my experience, they've often, I found them very limiting and, um, and I've done a number of personality tests and I'm even allowed to, um, to do certain personality tests on people, um, mm. you know, with my, my training and background in psych. But, but most of the stuff that I've done has, yeah, has felt like very boxed in. Um, it's made me feel ashamed of myself. Um, yeah. And I, I remember even doing a test. Um, I was working for my church. How funny that this happened at a church. But um, I was working for my church, which was one of the like most incredible experiences of my life. But we did this um, personality test with like an outside person. And she came up with my combination. I'm not going to tell you which test it was. but mm. um, And she said, when she came to give the results to everyone, she said to me, sure, so you've got one of the hardest personalities I've ever come across. Or she said, difficult. No. And I like, I literally, I started finding myself, like when I spoke to people, I'd be like, um, I'd meet someone and I'd be like, yeah, I'm Caitlin. I, yeah, I work for my church. I've got a really difficult personality. I like made it my like identity. Um, yeah. and it was just so damaging and it was so limiting and it didn't celebrate like the good, the weaknesses, the everything. Mm -hmm. and um, it didn't give me any insights. It was rather just like, so, um, so like stagnant and yeah, and limiting. So so I'm keen. I want to get into this this chat about the what I've sort of seen in the Enneagram and how, what I'm hoping you're going to inspire everyone yeah. um, that's listening, you know, to understand. Because I think what you guys do and this, I don't know what you call it, tool, I suppose, is is so freeing and so empowering. And yeah, there's just so much to it. So let me stop talking. Can you tell us <laughs> about the nine types in terms of the personality yes. Enneagram? Yeah, and I think um, I think you're not the sort of the only person to experience those things with other personality types. It's it's I mean testing systems. It's really sad that um, you know as a, a person who gives out tests that you have so much power to create good and create change in someone's life, and you want to use a tool that that develops people. And that is, as you say, why the enneagram is so great because it looks at, you know, I've mentioned the, the, the nine types of people in the world and we look at what motivates you, what makes you tick and what makes you do what you do. And once you understand those things, you can be empowered to take um, accountability for your own behavior and growth, um, which I really like, you know, it doesn't just say, okay, Kate, this is you and this is going to be you for the rest of forever. It says, okay, this is where, this is how you are currently at the moment. We talk about the Enneagram, you know, showing you the box that you're in. Um, and how you can change it, change, you know, your behavior, your, your stuckness. Mm. So um, I've spoken about how we look at what motivates people, not how you behave, because people can have a similar motivation, but behave in very different ways. And so it's a, a much more sort of um, deeper level of understanding that we get through this, this IEQ9. Mm. Um, so I'm going to throw out two words that seem a little bit scary to just the normal like listener but um it's i'll try explain this in the most sort of easy easily accessible way um i'm still learning you know my journey is ongoing um but i'm very happy to answer any more questions if, if it's not clear at the end of the podcast yeah. so um you know when we are like born into the world we haven't been influenced by society. You know, social media is such a big role player in our lives of parental, teacher influences. You know, we, we get 
um, messages from all over the world throughout our lives, right? So mm -hmm. you can say that when we were born, we were like our most true self, and then the um, influences, the the external influences we have um, with the world, um, really sort of help us to develop a personality or an ego. Okay, two scary psychological terms. I'll explain a bit further. So the ego or our personality is there to sort of protect us from any harm in the world. So if you think about the ego being a plaster cast on a sort of a wounded or broken bone, okay, okay um, the ego can protect us from any harm in the world um, and sort of um, tells us messages or um, truths, uh, uh, false truths about ourselves to help us be more than we currently are. And that's great. We need personalities. We need to, to get through all of these tough things. But the problem comes in when we become reliant on that plaster cast and we don't flex the muscles of our sort of true self or um, authentic selves. We become dependent on the stuck way of thinking in the world. Um, and we don't take the, take the effort to notice how we're tripping ourselves up and we're, getting, um, we're not reaching our own potentials. Okay, so very long explanation. I hope that made some no, sort of sense. Totally made sense, yeah. Cool. So long explanation that the nine types are the nine ways that people protect themselves from vulnerability in the world. And we sort of talk about the, um, the type having, having taken on like a role or um, taking on our own job in the world. Mm. is to, to be something and we will contribute if we are these things so the type ones we call them the strict perfectionists and so these are the people who believe their contribution to the world is to do the right thing to to uphold a, a certain moral code or standard that will um, make the world a better place and um, and i'm sure as i say these you know descriptions you're going to start thinking of people who who are oh, you like oh that's my mom she is always black and white she'll notice something that's wrong as she walks in the door and the beautiful thing about this is we have all of the nine types in us but we we favor one particular type mm. all right so the type ones have to do the right or the good things type two the considerate helper we believe our job in the world is to um, be kind and helpful to other people and i'm saying we because i'm a i've resonated with the type two and mm. um, we strive to be liked and appreciated and um, for doing these things you know that that's how we find find our purpose are mm. uh, the type threes the competitive achievers so they believe their job in the world is to bring excellence and the way they do that is through sort of outshining the rest being being the best in the room they want to bring their value to the world type fours the um uh, creative um sorry um the creative types and um, they want to be they believe their contribution is to find the unique purpose or um sort of authentic um truth about the world these are your typical sort of deep feelers and um, thinkers about emotion. Uh, think about not always artists, but very typically artists or artsy types. You love to, to sort of delve into the depth of emotion and all the fun things they find there. Mm. Type five, the strict um, quiet specialist, 
um, they believe their contributional job purpose in the world is to is to find the knowledge to understand and to share this knowledge with others they they are like experts in in certain fields your sixes your loyal skeptic um, they really want to um, they believe their purpose is to see the risk out there and um, and to prepare for it and you know face it when it comes and it's often sixes are quite misconstrued as being quite you know scared types and, and stuff like that but if you think about it if you see all the risk in the world and you you make a plan to to face it and you do face it that's incredible courage so sixes are amazing sevens the enthusiastic visionary they believe their job or contribution to the world is to bring to bring fun and light and beauty um, and sort of not to focus too much on the negative or the pain of the world. They want to look outwards towards opportunities. The type eights are your active controllers. So they believe their job in the world is to be to be strong in the face of challenges to and that often does lead them to be, you know, it, clues in the title active controller but they are in, in control of their situation and um, they will they're often you know the protectors and justice fighters of the world and then finally our lovely type nines us um, sorry adaptive peacemakers are motivated by keeping the balance finding harmony and um, not causing ripples in the system these are incredible people who see the um, sort of movement within a social group and they really try to be the equilibrium within that group mm. so that's a very simplistic summary of all of the types but it, hopefully that gives a little um, more insight into what each one is motivated by or stands for mm. yeah i love that i love the way you've um, you've worded it because i think we, we're so quick to sort of point fingers um, at yeah. different types whereas here um, this is really focusing on like on on what's phenomenal about that time mm -hmm. it's a beautiful um you know if we want to bring it back to ubuntu it's that thing you know i am because you are mm -hmm. it's accepting each other for who we each are in ourselves and noticing that we are different but also realizing that you couldn't be what you are without that person being who they are <laughs> if that makes sense mm -hmm. for sure Cool. So let's go one, one step sort of further. And um, I know if people actually do do the Enneagram that they can always book sessions with someone, I suppose, like you um, and, mm -hmm. and sort of get some insight into what they came out as. Um, so if you're willing to go there with me now, um, I feel like so when I got my results from this, I felt as if and I literally said this to my brother, I was like, I felt as if like, the person who made up this test had like sat in my lounge and watched me for the last like 15 years. It, it just felt as if literally it was defining everything that, that I am, everything that I struggle with, um, everything that I'm really good at and then really bad at too. Um, I just, yeah, I felt like it was so like all encompassing the result, and, mm -hmm. and it showed me things about myself that, um, that I'm sometimes really hard on myself about. Um, but it also showed me that like that that was okay. It kind of gave me like permission to be that person um, and that almost like without that person, as you said, if you were working in a team, um, you know, that certain traits are really important that I've got, um, but that others could maybe be um, seen in a certain way or that we could 
trying to work on them in a certain way or whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Really holistic. I think that's a really good word. Um, mm. So are you willing to sort of give me some insight into, I'd, so I did love to. as a three. I'd <laughs> um, love to. Cool. So can you tell us a bit about, a bit more, I suppose, um, about what, yeah. a, what a three is? Yeah. So um, the three is the um, competitive achiever. And, um, you know, at a very simplistic level, like you say, your behavior might look like something, but talking about motivation, um, you know, your sort of purpose or role is really achieving and pushing yourself really hard to to achieve and have your impact felt by others and that's nice but why are you doing that it's because it's not because you you're trying to just win you know that's a very simplistic understanding what threes generally are trying to do is wanting others to see you and to value your contribution with our work we've done a lot of talking to um, people who resonate with the different types and the threes often talk about you know just having a, a place at the boardroom table having um, an input that's seen and valued by others and that's really what um what you're wanting and i mean kate if you, i mean just to use an example of this podcast and your incredible brand that you've built i mean you've put so much passion and drive into this. And um, whereas, you know, that's, it's, it's an incredible trait of a three that you see something, you're like, I want that and I'm gonna make it happen. These are the things I need to do to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of us would be like, oh yeah, that, that would be amazing, I'd love that. But to have that inertia to, to do this is an incredible trait of the three and something to be incredibly proud of. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a very broad overview. Mm-hmm. of of the three and what you know you you put yourself res- take your responsibility for mm. yeah that's cool and it's um it's amazing because obviously whatever your type is you kind of see that as normal <laughs> you yeah. know like it's your normal so yeah. like you say like you go out and do it i'm like well everyone should like I, I, you know it's not <laughs> a deal um but i suppose like you as a two or i know obviously dill and my brother's partners are two mm-hmm. as well he's like the epitome of it too and um, for him it's the most natural thing on earth to help people and yes. and i suppose you'd think the same well wouldn't you think like that like you know yeah. so, um, <laughs> so interesting to see your personality like that and that it's not necessarily everyone and um, that that's different three like functioning at their best and um, what what would that look like yeah so at your best so as you, you were telling me just before um you know you put a, a lot of self-work into connecting to those feelings and I'm going to touch on that now so at their best threes um the the big work for three I suppose for all of the types is self-acceptance and um knowing that you are enough right now as you are without any achievements or anything you've won to get there um so while you would definitely still you know at, at your best you'd still be in touch with those incredible skills of the three that i talked about earlier you know your passion work ethic productivity and being we talk about the threes being the ultimate hustler on enneagram <laughs> but you'd be a lot more self-accepting in those things and you know how you were saying earlier about being you know really quite tough on yourself mm. um you'd be a more sort of embracing of the big word of failure um, and less big thing for threes is um, the sort of I'm going to say image but you know you, you want to create this the successful you out in this world this image of yourself out in the world and that's what threes really put a lot of um, 
you know, all of their achievements or all of their work they, they do to build up that image. And at your best, you aren't so attached to that image because you know that I'm enough even without all of my accolades and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think I feel like that's been like my life journey is <laughs> that. And every time I like get a word at church, that's what everyone says. Like you are enough and, yeah. and you loved as you are. And I suppose for some people that's, that's really easy to accept, but for, for three and with my makeup, um, that's more yeah. difficult. Um, it is, it's really tough. Mm. And it's, it's so funny. So, I mean, I've shared on this podcast before that I was in rehab for an eating disorder and getting to that point was like the ultimate failure, which, yeah. which, which I can see now in terms of understanding a three um, would be like the worst thing that could ever happen to you, you know, is to fail. Um, mm. And so, so I went into rehab and then within the first week, I told the psychologists that I was going to be the best case that they'd ever had. <laughs> Like uh, they would never have seen a success case like this. You know, I was literally like using rehab to the best. Like, and they were going, "No, no, you not like fail. This is you bad." You know, um, but it's just amazing how innate that was for me. That even at, yeah. at my lowest, where I really had admitted, if I can say the word failure, I mean it's not failing. It was the start of a beautiful journey, but. Um, yeah even in that my natural was to go towards, um, you know, again, trying to prove myself and, <laughs> and win, um, you know, which, oh goodness, yeah, as if you can be like the best at rehab. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if we talk about like weaknesses, so um, what, what do threes like need to look out for? What would be like downfalls for a three? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, um, a big thing, as you can imagine, you know, threes are, I've called them the ultimate hustlers, but they're also probably the, the most workaholic types of the, the Enneagram. So a big thing for three to, to look out for is where am I being overstressed, stretched? You know, um, how am I feeling responsible for making it all happen? You know, even if it's not my project, say, I'm going to put it in a work context, if it's not my project. I am threes very often take on a lot of um, responsibility to make this happen, to make things move by the like sheer force of their personality. So to look out for where am I getting overstretched? Where am I overworking? And what can I do to take care of myself? Another big thing, you know, I've spoken about the image of a three um, and to look out for when your image it's you can't really dissociate between where you're sort of you know when I spoke about your real self and your image you can't really dissociate between them where does my self end and my image begin because you always wanted to be able to be aware of, of what sort of masks you're putting on and if threes are sort of identifying too much with the successful image then that of course will drive the workaholic behaviors that I spoke about and the pushing too much Mm. So, you know, um, that's what threes definitely need to look out for. Yeah, that's cool. And I think um, that's very much been my journey. And I'm so, oh, I'm so open to, to sharing that. Um, mm. that um, and I think it's why I've always struggled with the platform of like something like Instagram, because it's so image based, um, but not real. Um, yeah. And I, like, yeah. I have this like constant need to like prove my, my realness on the platform so I don't get lost in putting on a show. Whereas, you know, whereas someone else might be like, well, who cares if we put on a show, but just because they might not find that identity, like I, I know I could in it. 
Um, So I recently went through like quite a a tough few weeks, like very recently. And I just didn't post because I'm, I'm so desperate not to put on a show and lose touch like with me. Um, So it's, it's really been like something I've had to be so aware of because Mm. I've been in the past and very much is what landed me up in rehab was that I was so lost in, in performing and achieving and being good at stuff. Mm. And I just had no idea how to not be that. And, and I've developed an eating disorder, literally as a like form of attention, it very much got Mm. me what, what all I'd known forever. Um, And, you know, that I was good at something, even if it was an eating disorder. And so now I'm I'm so like strict on myself to not go there or to, oh my word. Yeah. I find in life, I'm really getting good at it. Um, But then I start running again and immediately I go down such a bad path with myself of like finding an identity then speaking about it and then having to catch myself and apologize to people and be like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. I'm trying not to find my identity in running and then I get injured and I'm like, (laughs) Jesus just knows that I have to sometimes actually like cut my legs off so that I don't um, like hurt myself. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm trying to be like humble in that, in that process and understand that, um, that I do naturally go there. You know, I do try to, mm. to set this, this image, but at the same time that that doesn't always serve me. Like you said, um, you know, you get lost yeah. in work or um, without work, you don't know who you are. Um, which yeah. I've, I've very much seen. Um, and I suppose it could be the same even with motherhood. Um, you know, getting so lost in that role and like doing it perfectly that you then become hard on yourself because you don't know who you are without them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, no, completely. Yeah. Um, so it's it's, yeah. it's oh, that story of self-growth. Um, it's, it just never, ever <laughs> stops. <laughs> I'm only just starting on my own and I keep finding all of these excuses, you know, oh no, it's, it's, I'm so young, you know, but um, it's every day you have to wake up and make that decision and re and you're going to mess up and that's fine but you, just to keep going at it and that's amazing Kate that really shows that you put so much work into getting to know yourself and um work on those things so that's incredible well done well I'm trying I also now that I know that I'm a three I'm also googling what else threes can do <laughs> to be better <laughs> um, because now I want to be the best three um oh. <laughs> I'm teasing um yeah i mean lens understanding more of of the enneagram as a whole i know um they often like even speak on like relationships and who you as a three would be drawn yes. to or um that just for me is is just phenomenal that like yeah. um that they have that kind of like data or I, I don't even know what word you use for it but mm-hmm. um yeah can you tell me for me for three what would i be drawn to in a relationship so you'll be you'll be really really excited to know that we uh, my current work is we developing a couples report so looking at your sort of your enneagram profile pulled through from the ieq9 and your partners and yeah. looking at you know the strengths the weaknesses the playoffs what's going to bring out the best in your relationship what's going wow. to you know trip you up and it's an incredibly incredibly rich um, data source um, and i'm so excited to share you know some of the things um, they're frustratingly um, <laughs> fit into the whole message of the enneagram and saying that we've really found types attracted to everyone or drawn to everyone there's no sort of right or wrong type to or type combination in, in terms of relationship there doesn't seem to be any stats in what works the best what doesn't what seems to be the, the common trend and, and we've been talking to a lot of sort of relationship coaches and relationship experts is um the the commitment to communicating and to understanding and seeing each other better 
and they you know the, the whole thing about there's no perfect relationship but they are great relationships would have which have had a lot of time effort and work put into them so all that being said we can draw certain inferences about who a three might be attracted to mm. and um often it's interestingly um someone that is a bit more laid back than them and um, this is a just general it doesn't always have to be the case a lot more sort of laid back and less complicated someone they can just you know what they say is what they say and they don't have sort of an agenda attached to it yeah and um, they often want someone to be on their like on their team as an equal that they can see as like an asset to help them reach their goals someone who's going to boost them there or who's going to pull them back from that burnout stage um a three in, in, you know, in love and in, in relationships is incredible because, um, you know, you spoke about it. I've spoken about the sort of getting in touch with your emotions can be quite a work for you and, you know, getting in touch with that um, authentic self. And when a three has learned to, to trust someone or has grown trust with someone, the, um, the whole thing about being seen as they truly are is, is generally quite a big thing for the threes, mm. which is so beautiful to see and to write about. Mm. Sure. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, what you were saying there, yeah, there's certain things that I can just totally see. I know um, with my husband, he's definitely not laid back. Um, although in the past, that is the type of characters that I have dated. Mm. Um, and I've had serious, a few serious relationships before. Age. Yeah. But, um, but they were, you know, the idea of like someone that's that's safe um, for me and, um, yes. and allows me to be a three doesn't threaten the three, um, and yes. um, is is so interesting because that is one hundred percent. Like I'm so hectic. I'm like, I mean, you know, I've had a while, and he's a three too, and it's it's exhausting. And um, and you know, like I'm out in the world, I'm like nonstop, and I've got such high energy, and I just go go go. Mm -hmm. And I need someone that I can come home to that's like just the same, <laughs> like <laughs> just like stable. Absolutely. He's not. You know, he doesn't want to like bounce off the walls like I do or like, you know, I can think of 30 things we should do on a Saturday and he's like, he's keen for, the you know, like. Um, I love that. <laughs> but he's not laid back, you know, it's just more um, like emotionally, I suppose, not more stable because that's such a silly word. It's not like, a, it's not a stability. It's just a natural thing. He's just like a stable mm. person, if I could say that. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that helps me so much to have someone that I can, yeah, be safe within that way. And then also someone that I can offload to. Um, so uh, I really feel the need for that as a three. I think I need to express myself and, and, and feel safe. Um, Absolutely. I think that's what I mean a bit by, by the laid back is that they, yeah. they, they see you coming home, you know, late at night or, you know, working on that laptop and they, they can be like, okay, you know, that's all right. Mm. I, I can get behind this. Mm. Um, and that's brilliant. I think that's the recipe for a successful relationship with a, with a three is just to realize that work is important and this is going to be important to them and to embrace it and, and have so much fun with it. And two threes in a relationship, you must project plan like there's no tomorrow. It must be the most efficient household ever. <laughs> I like to live like that. I've got like all the Christmas presents are done and um, yeah, oh my gosh. kids' parties and everything <laughs> in the cupboard, and no, I do. But at the same time, yeah, I think um, in terms of like what I'm attracted to and other people, is I'm mm -hmm. often I think I'm often attracted to threes, 
and mm-hmm. or maybe seven eighths because that's where I would resonate yes. most as well with um, you know like successful sort of people out there in the world but I know in a relationship for me that wouldn't work um, oh, I think yeah. well we'd kill each other we probably wouldn't see each other <laughs> we'd be so, too busy trying to like <laughs> the world or something um, oh. so I know for me personally obviously there's there's other stuff involved there too but um, <laughs> definitely I'm, I'm drawn to two threes you know like I, I like I like those kind of people and um, which is interesting yeah as well and like my brother and I together we just don't stop um, and it's such fun you know we'll go on holiday and I was running a company last year with a friend and she would say to me like I'd come back from holiday with like pages of like written out things and I'd like strategized and I had like 15 ideas I'd send her voice notes at like 3 a.m and she's like what do you guys do on holiday <laughs> like and this was my brother and I like we would lie on the beach and come up with 15 new marketing ideas you know um which I love yeah I love I love yeah. being with those people but I think we also need then breaks <laughs> from each other oh, yeah. And you need to to be able to call each other out, I think, yeah. and just be like, okay, enough with that. That's project planning ticked for the day. Now yeah. we're going to just lie on the beach and do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Ten minutes, just ten no, minutes. My brother's better at that than I am. Um, open a BL or something, but um, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a really interesting journey, I think, for me with my my personality, and then understanding from the enneagram side, like them, they've almost put into words things that I've never been able to. Um, and I've even like read it to my mum and said like, sure, mum, this must really let you off the hook. Like you didn't stuff it up. Like it's all me, um, you know, and, and I think every parent almost needs to sometimes hear that, you know, that like this child was, was maybe given that personality um, and, and it's their responsibility to, I suppose, embrace it, which is one sign. Um, but Absolutely. also, to, as you said, to make it like into the best version of that mm-hmm. personality. Yeah. And 100% on that topic, you know, it doesn't matter how you raise your child, um, they're going to pick up a personality or a message somewhere. It doesn't necessarily, you know, have to be directly from your parenting. Yeah. But as you say, you know, you can say, okay, cool. So we've got this, um, this child, obviously we can't, um, just a, it's a little bit of a side note here, but um, children, you know, we, we only talk about sort of typing people after around 20 even maybe a little bit later, but um, you know, you can pick up certain vibes in your children. Yeah. You can encourage them to be the best of that, you know, vibe, whatever they're giving you. Mm. Um, so that's super interesting. I can recommend a book um, that we've been looking at a bit is um, Tracy Treseder has a, an Enneagram book about um, raising the, the nine types. And it's, it's really brilliant in terms of the insights it gives. So I can that. Yeah, have a look. It's it's really brilliant. And we've part of our couples reports is we've doing a section on um, co-parenting. You know, your two types as parents, and what are the sort of um, struggles and strains, and where you're going to succeed um, for for your children. So that's also something to look forward to. It's so cool. I just love this. I love <laughs> so empowering. It's like not saying like you screwed. Um, you know, it's like, <laughs> there are ways to make this work and, and this will yeah. come up for you, um, but not for another couple. So, so this is like your journey to figure out this, you know, match um, and, with yeah, these, yeah. and with, you know, whatever comes with that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that people that are listening are getting really excited. So let's pause here. Um, and do you want to tell everyone that's listening, Linz, how do they get hold of doing an Enneagram test? Um, and and then I suppose if there's like a follow-up process, how would they do that? Yeah. 
So um, thanks, Kate. So basically, um, you you want to find an accredited Enneagram practitioner. So I'm one of those. I'm very happy to give my details over us, and you can anyone who's interested in doing a link. Um, it is it, it does cost, but um, you know I'm sure Kate's going to attest to it. It's it's twenty. You do a sort of an online um, link. You will I'll send you a link and links you to this online dynamic test which really hones in onto what Enneagram type specifically resonates for you and then we um, spit out this beautiful 20 page report or 40 page if you want to do the professional um, of just you literally you summed up in 20 or 40 pages um, which is incredible. So if you want to email you, me my email address is lins so l-i-n-d-s dot uni uni at gmail.com or give me a call on 0725100743 and I can definitely hook you up and then after that so you'll get your, your report hopefully have a read through and then it's always good to chat to someone like Kate and I have been doing now so you want to chat to we call it a debrief because there's some you know some of the stuff in there can be a bit triggering and it's never nice it's necessary but not nice for us to read about all the stuff that we're going to trip up on and our triggers and what um, the downside of our type might look like. So it's always good to chat to someone about that. Um, and you're welcome to set up time with me. I'm more than happy to talk you through it. I mean, this is my absolute passion. So um, just send me an email on that if you'd like to do that. Otherwise, check out our website, um, Integrative Enneagram Solutions, and we've got some great, great stuff on there for you. Divine. Thank you, Linz. This is sure. really, really insightful. I found it an incredible process. And I, like since doing the test, I've just been Googling flat out and following oh, yeah. accounts that share on the types. And um, yeah. it's just really like sparked a real interest in me and, and understanding myself better, but also understanding mm. the other types better. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really sold, and I, I feel that um, that everyone would benefit so much from understanding themselves better. And um, and I think that debrief is a lovely idea to really make it like mm -hmm. a safe space to explore what you've yeah, done. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks Kate. Any final oh. message? Anything you want to say um, before we finish off? Yeah. I've, I've got a, a bit of a quote which I love. Um, so Don Richard Riso is one of the big sort of founders of the Enneagram, or, you know, in the modern day world, at least. Um, and he says, if we ob observe ourselves truthfully and non-judgmentally, seeing the mechanisms of our personality in action, we can wake up and our lives will be a miraculous unfolding of beauty and joy. And I just love that because it, it sums up, you know, we've, we've all got our stuff, you know, you've got your downsides and your upsides, and you've got to look at yourself as a person and, um, say, what can I do to make myself better? What can I do to enhance myself? Mm. Um, and be gentle as well. You know, as Kate and I were saying, you, sometimes you just do mess it up and you have to start from square one, um, but do it a lot more gently with yourself and um, celebrate when you do step to square two or five. Mm. Um, just keep going and, um, yeah, be, as I say, be gentle and enjoy it. Mm. It's exciting. Yeah, I love that. A beautiful quote, yeah. Thank you so much for your time, my friend. I really do appreciate it. And I have no Wonderful. doubt I'm going to get a flood of emails. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I think the world would be a much better place if everyone did do their Enneagrams. So bring them on. <laughs> Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks, Kate. Have a cool. wonderful rest of your day. 
This episode has ended, but I have no doubt that you are super inspired and want to dig into more of you and and just understand and celebrate yourself more. And, and that really is, I suppose, my like life mission um, to understand myself better, to become a, a better or a more refined version of myself and then to help others do the same and to manage themselves well. So yeah, guys, I hope you loved this as much as I um, loved recording and interviewing Lindsay. Please go and find her. And yeah, I have no doubt that this is going to to change your life in a beautiful, beautiful way. Happy Wednesday, everyone.